This is Brandon. And I'm Sheila, and we're the proud parents of five children. What? <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram at This Is Parenting Radio. Now it's time for the podcast. Sweet. I think it's time to talk. So, you've got kids. It ain't easy. We've got five. Oops. This, this is, is parenting. parenting. In this podcast, we get down to the nitty gritty of day to day parenting. The small triumphs. The huge fails. And the little surprises. That make it all worth it. So what do you think of the new podcast opener? It's pretty good, huh? (laughs) It's good. I sound like Krusty the Clown. It's a little bit like Krusty the Clown. (laughs) Hey, it's time to talk. Your hair has been like him lately. Actually, you got a haircut, so. That's right. (laughs) So I don't look like crusty so that much anymore. Like Just crusty. in the face and vocally. But <laughs> no, when your normal. hair is, you know, <laughs> a little frizzy, it gets a bit like that. Hi, we're very serious tonight. <laughs> How's everyone doing out oh there God. in Radio Land? Oh, the giggly mood. Um, so we, uh, yes, we are going to turn the volume down. Because you're really loud. Yep. And uh, we have uh, five kids. We do have five kids. And we just got them to bed. It is a... Monday night? It is. Monday night podcast. So I am sick right now. You are sick. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have some cold meds. Um, but we have a couple sick kids. Liv's a little sick and uh, J- Shaw's a little bit sick. You know who's not sick? <laughs> Who never gets sick? Oh, gosh. It's me. It's because you have that city immunity, I guess, because mm-hmm. you go to the city all the time. That's because I'm made for this world. And apparently because your diet is really good for. I'm just a healthy guy. That's what I'm saying. I I think you bring the germs from the city up to to us and make us all sick. Speaking of germs, what are we going to talk about today? (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about, like, what it's like to be sick as a parent. (laughs) So we're going to talk about child um, taking care of children. And maybe a little bit of, of how we get our kids to eat stuff. Yeah, so... Eating Eat healthy foods and sickness. That's good. Awesome. Sickness and eating and healing through eating. Yes. And eating to just push down your emotions. <laughs> no, we're not going to talk about <laughs> that because that's I not what we do. Want to talk about? <laughs> oh, that's okay. A, that's a different therapy. That's a different podcast. podcast. <laughs> but yeah, so I am a little bit sick right now. You're of course not because you're you know have the immune system of a horse. Yep. Which, you know. You're repeating that. Um, but. I, yeah, I don't know why I always get sick. I feel like us moms get sick the worst. And I'm I'm actually, I usually get it either first or last, which I guess is good. It's, you know, bless, bless, a blessing that way and a curse at the same time. Um, <clears throat> Shaw and, um, so the baby, the two-year-old got sick first and live a little bit sick. Our what da- kind of daughter. sick? Like a, like a cold, right? Just it's a bit a... of a respiratory thing. Not the coronavirus, I don't think. So. Oh, hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. But, but but a respiratory illness, nonetheless, of some sort. So a bit of a, a cough and, and stuffed up a little bit, which is kind of why I sound like this. Yeah, but um, it never ends, I feel like. Babies, when they're sick, it's not like, oh, I had a cold for a week or two. Like, I just feel like the runny nose lasts like two to three weeks. It does. So what do we usually do? Well, for us, most of our kids don't... Um, have extremely high fevers or anything like that, which I guess is good. Um, I don't usually ever get a fever. No. So when I'm sick, I'm just sick, and I complain a lot, which drives you a little bit bonkers. 
No. <laughs> but w- w- I, for the babies, if, if the fever's really high, we use a little baby Tylenol, right? Yeah, it depends. Usually we'll let, if there's a fever between 99 and 101, we'll kind of let it let it go because your fe- fever is the way of your body dealing with the, the um, infection that's going on in your body. So a fever, a little fever, low fever is a good thing, but... You know what's a must-have? <clears throat> must-have. Yeah. And we we were gifted this from my uh, sister-in-law and my brother. <gasps> oh, yes. And, and I can't suggest this more than anything else. I recommend else. this more, yeah. And it is called a what? Nebulizer. A nebulizer. Nebulizer. I was like, the machine, that thing. <laughs> yeah. So I think... a nebulizer, it's like this little box, and it, you might know what it is, but these, this thing comes in so handy, for especially for sick babies, like yeah. baby babies, that you feel like, I mean, I just remember all the babies, they would get a cold, and it's just like they can't breathe, and like they're, and they don't know how to blow their nose yet, right? Yeah. And you can't say, blow your nose, because they're like, oh, we yeah, can't talk. No idea. So you stick this little Especially thing. Especially at the it, beginning, because they're breathing out of their mouth. Their right. mouth yeah. <laughs> and so you use this thing, and it shoots like... Okay, so moisture. all right, you explain. <laughs> the nebulizer is like a concentrated humidifier, and so you can you can either hold it near near their um, mouth and nose, or you can right. actually put a mask on. So at first, um, but you're supposed to put a medicine in when it too. When we first had our first child, he had a bit of a cold after um, birth, like in the first little while, and uh, we would go to the doctors, and he had a nebulizer machine. He'd say, you know, if you feel like there's it's built up in their lungs, he would say, come in, and uh, you can use a nebulizer, and it would have what's called albuterol in it. I was going to say Welbutrin, but I think that's a different kind of no, drug. No. I don't what's Welbutrin? I don't know. It's, I believe it's called albuterol. Albuterol? Yeah. You sure? <laughs> yes. Take it from sure. us. Give your kid Adderall <laughs> no. in his humidifier. <laughs> Al- albuterol. Now you're messing albuterol? me up. Like, don't talk. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> like I'm... a guy I played golf with once. <laughs> I'm albuterol from no. Tennessee. <laughs> I'm an albuterol on my back. No, um, it's uh, albuterol. So, and that is designed to open up your their lungs so okay. that they can breathe better. Right. And read it. Okay, so I am right, you are wrong. <laughs> Can you say that for me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you said it, so. <laughs> Albuterol comes as a solution or a liquid to inhale by mouth using a special jet nebulizer. So machine. nebulizer. I, I think every parent should have a nebulizer. Yeah. It's probably cost about as much as a breast pump, and I'm, I'm totally saying that, just guessing. I actually have no facts to back it up. I just assume they're like the same size, so they must cost the same. We were very fortunate in that um, our my my brother and sister-in-law, your brother, um, had a nebulizer, right? Because they because um, their middle child was had some heart issues when he was a newborn baby, and right? And they, they were using a nebulizer. It. yeah, yeah. So it helps so they clear gave the it to lungs. It's a liquid form of medication to help um, uh, treat infection. However. The other thing I loved about the nebulizer is I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt you. Oh, Sorry, Samantha, do. but I'm interrupting <laughs> your sister. Um, you don't have to use that Wellbutrin, albuterol. What is it? Albuterol. Albuterol. You can just use. Well, yeah, that's what I was. Going sodium to say. water. Were you? Yeah, I was literally. Gonna I'm say saying that. it better. And you so just, <laughs> you, just you can put that in there. Stopped me to say exactly what I was gonna say. No, you you go ahead and say. <laughs> because I'll actually. So say you it can use salt water. That's what I was. <laughs> trying to say is it's like comes in little plastic tubes and okay, it's sodium chloride capsules and they come in the same type of container as the albuterol does but 
it's just like, you know, saline water as right. opposed to albuterol. And albuterol can actually have some side effects, like uh, <clears throat> can up their heart rate a bit, can make you a little dizzy, give you a headache, you know. So you kind of have to. Really? Yeah. It's a prescription of medication. It has side what, effects what like does? any other medication. Albuterol? Albuterol. Oh, right, right. Which but is why we sick. liked it, because we were like, woo. Really? <laughs> yeah. You I used to take it and clear up your lungs, and you'd be like, oh, I'm a little. I didn't know that. <laughs> See, really? Yeah, you didn't get huh. dizzy from it? No. Maybe I just got that side mm-hmm. um, But, yeah, so it can have some side effects. So what we used most of the time was the sodium chloride capsules, which are super-duper cheap. Right. And get your doctor to give a prescription for them. And, and I find that that helped a lot. You don't have to get a prescription for those. Cold and things you can just like buy them. You don't <clears> have you to might have a, be able to. No, you can. I've seen them at the, at the store. At the kitten store? <laughs> yeah. Far, the pharma yeah. store. <laughs> but, yeah, I... Um, uh, yeah, we love the nebulizer for sure, definitely, especially for younger babies. Yeah, but um, our, all, all the kids still use it. Yeah. So Tylenol and, uh, you know, or yeah, they you say like you the can organic. Well, okay, so I am all about the organic and natural homeopathic treatments. So and I like I'm all about telling chloride. you that I think it's just honey liquid that you give your kids and they think it tastes good and it doesn't do anything. Okay. But, but you go ahead and tell your side of the story. <laughs> okay. So uh, now sometimes a lot of, the, like in the winter we have, and in the, de- depends, but in the winter we usually have humidifiers in the rooms. So I find that the humidif- the warm mist humidifiers in the winter, cool mist in the summer, those help to keep your, you know, just everything flowing and that kind of stuff. So I think that that helps. Otherwise, the nebulizer is great. Um, they can sometimes tell you if a child has a um, fever. I mean, we're not doctors, but we've just had some experience with this. I'm actually a doctor. No, you're not. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So nebulizing Tylenol, your organic cold yeah, and flu so stuff. I like Highlands cold and flu, and no one's told me to say this, but yeah, I like Highlands cold and flu. I like the stuff that's natural. Sponsored by Highlands. <laughs> no. And uh, elderberry is good, but elderberry is not, I think what most people get confused by is the elderberry syrup is like a preventative thing. It's like a booster of, like echinacea, or a booster of the system. I don't really feel like once you're sick, you take elderberry and you're like, I feel better again. I haven't felt like that with it. I also find I love the homeopathic stuff. Like if you can use that until it's so bad um, that you have to do other things. Um, but the homeopathic stuff can be great. Some of them, though, if you read the ingredients or the package instructions, it's like, take four pills every four hours yeah, for the next 24 so hours, and then your pill container's gone. So, you know, I also think, you know, keeping the kids very, very hydrated is important. You know, soups, all that kind of stuff is, is really good. And sleep. Yeah. But the most important thing that I feel like we use all the time is that blue bag full of beans that we keep in the freezer. Isn't right. it full of beans that you put on injury? So. What does that have to do with cold and flu, though? Well, it has to do with just kids, injuries, and sickness. I feel like even when they have a cold, you take that bag, you throw it in the microwave. Oh, that and thing's like, awesome. The magic bag. You can either make it hot. You know, it's in the, We usually keep it in the freezer so it's cold if it needs to be, and then you can heat it up. The good thing about that, too, is I don't know if you're a parent out there that has a child who has growing pains or cramps. Uh-huh. Um, a couple of our kids have had that growing pains and cramps, just usually meaning that your body's growing faster uh-huh. than <clears throat> other parts. Or some parts are growing faster than others, and they can cause pain, extreme pains, or you're growing extremely fast. And so what we've found has helped with that. If it's severe, sometimes we'll give um, Tylenol. Motrin or, yeah, or Tylenol. Um, but for the most part, we try to give... Um, just a, natural tablets I give them, warm. which are magnesium, 
calcium, potassium, natural tab tablets. Um, and then... <laughs> we have to take a pause because I think one of our kids is having a nightmare. We'll be right back. And we're back. See, that didn't take long at all. So our daughter, Liv, has night terrors. And it's Jake night. Jake does too. Jake does, yeah. So she was just having a night terror. And tell her the funny experience. You just went upstairs and what happened? I went upstairs to get her in her room. But first you stopped at the fridge to get some chocolate. <laughs> I may have stopped at the fridge really quickly <laughs> to get chocolate. <laughs> um, and then I couldn't find her. She was not in her room. She was not in her... Sometimes, like, once I couldn't find her and she had climbed, gone into her brother's room and climbed into the baby's crib with him and was laying with the baby. That's weird. Um, but I couldn't find her anywhere. She wasn't in our bedroom. She wasn't in the bathroom. She wasn't in the other bedroom. She wasn't on the couch. And then right. I was like, oh, my gosh, somebody stole my kid, which maybe I shouldn't say that. No. That's but crazy. it was a little frightening when you can't find your kid in your it own It was home. very frightening. And then I felt really bad that I'd gotten chocolate first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then I saw her kind of camouflaged on the other couch in our living room, and I found her. You found her good. And I was hanging out with the boys downstairs who were doing that. Yeah, so this so, is another thing, night terrors. So um, our, yeah, a couple of our kids have night terrors, which can be very scary. And um, they, they can. I want to talk now. So um, not to sound flippant about it, right? Yeah. Like we were. But, yeah, I think we're just kind of used to it. We have we have one child that has night terrors only when he falls asleep in the car. Yeah, but he started to have them at home, too. And <clears throat> I think it's genetic. It's all from your side of the family. Oh, it definitely is. I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> My mother Cause... used to talk in her sleep. And she probably still does, but I'm just not there. And um, <laughs> my sister and I both... Uh, I had a lot of nightmares. My my older sister had nightmares. She used to sleepwalk. That's so weird. it's definitely coming from my side of the family. Um, but, um, but it's a scary thing because their eyes are open and they're looking at you. And you think <clears> they're <throat> awake, but they're not. Seems like they're awake. Yeah, but they're not. But you can have like a full conversation with them. Yeah. I mean, Jake's are interesting. When he first started having them in the car, I thought that they were seizures. I mean, they were... He would... We it would be silent in the car. We'd be driving in the middle of the night. He would just start screaming and his right. eyes would be so wide open and open and he would just start screaming oh my legs my legs and at first we thought maybe his, he'd fall, his leg had fallen asleep and woke him up but then he would be screaming and screaming mommy mommy and then I would tell him you know it's okay it's okay but we'd be driving so it's not like I could just jump in there easily and then he would stop be quiet and then he'd start laughing. Yeah, it was like weird. Like he would start laughing hysterically. And his I found eyes it very upsetting. It was very, it was upsetting. <laughs> I thought, well, he's going to end up in a loony bin because <laughs> he's a maniac. Yeah, uh, but it turns out, you know, completely normal to have night terrors like this. And it's just some of them have busier minds at night than others. And uh, Liv, yeah, she just starts screaming like. Terrified. Terrified. Yeah. And it's usually like. I didn't mean to. <laughs> it's always and then you just feel guilt horrible. dreams. You're yeah. like, did I cause this? Because yeah. it's usually like, no, daddy, no, daddy, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm like, geez, what did I do during I the know. day? I know. And some people would say that dreams are your therapy at night. Yeah. Well, good. She's apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> She's dealing with her issues. Now, I'm one of those people. I think that you definitely you're 
have dreams that are kind of a combination of everything that's gone on throughout you. You don't have you dreams, though. You mean a weirdo? Do you have dreams, Is that what you're saying? I'm one of those people. <laughs> no. A weirdo. Do you have, you don't really have. Uh, I'm sure I have them. I just don't have time to remember them. Yeah. I'm too busy raising five children oh, to get up me. and discuss my dreams with you. Guess what I dreamed about last night? <laughs> Although I did, I did have a dream the other night about, I told you, the, the crocodile oh, yeah. that was in the living room. And I was sitting on the couch. This is totally a, what I, I project, a stress dream, like taking yeah. care of the children, yeah. like provider, like protect the children. Because I was just sitting on the couch and I turned around and there was a crocodile and it went up to bite and I grabbed its jaws and shut them and was holding them while the kids, I was like telling the kids, get out of the room. I'm holding the, the crocodile's know, mouth. You were like, get out like now. And I was like, Sheila, help me. Put your head right here. No. <laughs> That would be more accurate. You'd be like, Sheila, get the crocodile. Oh, yeah. Is that what it would be? <laughs> yeah, like the bat. Oh. When I was, in, what was, right. I was you like get the bat out of the room. Right, half months pregnant. We thought it was a sick, oh, tell, you got to tell that story. Well, I'm highly allergic to bats, so I don't <laughs> no, know. No, you're not. The, the people listening out there. I was I about have... eight and a half months pregnant. <laughs> oh, There was one kid in our bed. Yeah, I'm going to say this. Was it uh, Sean or was it Liv? I can't remember. Yeah. There was a kid in our bed, and... Brandon looks down at the floor and he sees something fly up at him. And he's like, we we had just had this like cicada. It was the 18 out, year or yeah, 17, 17 year, year or cicada outburst or something like that. So, and he looked and he was like, oh my gosh, cicada's in our room. And it flew at him and he quickly threw back the the blanket. He was like, there's a cicada in our room, we got to get it out. And you went and brought the uh, kid in our bed to the other room. Right. And I turn on the light, and then immediately realized this was not a cicada. It, yeah, was, a it was a bat, bat which, which then kind of went between our door and the wall, and yeah. then on the floor. Yeah. And then you came back in. I said, no, it's not a cicada. And you're like, what is it? And I said, you know, it's a bat. And then you said, you got to get it out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. But let me okay, preface then this. Then I found a box, and I put a box on top. But let me preface before you finish the story of how you saved my life that night when you were eight months pregnant. (laughs) I'm not afraid of spiders. (laughs) I'm not afraid of snakes. You are. Yeah. I get rid of, we found a snake in our tub. I got rid of that. Bats. I draw the line of bats. (laughs) A hairy mammal that flies with leather wings. I can't deal with that. It's just so like the stuff of nightmares. Yeah, that's true. It's awful. I'll agree with that. But but you you put the box on it, but I ended up taking it outside. Yes, I gave you, you know, cardboard or whatever, and you took it outside. And that was even creepier because we thought it was just going to vanish and fly away immediately, and it didn't. It just kind of turned its head around, you know, three, six And stared at us like, I was warm in your house. (laughs) Anyways. Yeah, I screamed like a little girl that night. It was me and Liv going, (laughs) Yeah. It was awful. Anyway, so back to nightmares. So Liv kind of has these screaming nightmares, and she's we just kind of have to sit with her and calm her down, and, and then she kind of just falls back asleep. Hers are a little simpler, I think. Than Do you think Jake's. we should? I, I talked to her, but you're like, don't talk to her. I didn't say that. I just said that we don't really, you're not supposed to really try to wake them up. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, because I go, Liv, you're 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 dreaming. This is yeah, not real. Yeah, if I feel like they're genuinely, like, seeming like they're frightened, I will try to. Wake them or just sit with them and tell them I'm there. I'm like here, what do you with like cold water? Like Who pouring was it, it on. Who was you had a big conversation with? Jake. See, like that's the problem. Is I mess conversa- with them a little bit because <laughs> it cracks why me up. You, yeah. What was it? You had like a full conversation about. I don't. I oh, can't. Gosh, that I can't was remember. Too funny. Yeah. Jake's Jake's more fun than Liv because Liv's like terrified. And she's your little girl. And Jake's <laughs> Jake's just like kind of frustrated. He's like, ah, I don't understand. 
Yeah. <laughs> so you can mess with them a little bit. You more. have like a full conversation with them. Yeah. But you should probably just, you know, just hold them and 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 reassure them that you're there. That's what I like to do, especially with Liv. Mommy's here. It's okay. Right. Yeah. You know, just just reassure them with that. So, um, back to uh, cold and flus because those are so awesome. We did get our flu shots this year. Yeah. Which I, I kind of felt like before we got our flu shots, you and I, I wasn't sick at all, and now I'm sick. <laughs> so yeah. I never know. Some some years, well, I it's swear such a specific by the flu shot. Thing. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I'm so glad I got Some it. Some people are really against the flu shot, though. Yeah, that's true. Weirdos. <laughs> no, I understand it. I understand it, definitely. We've had years where we've gotten it. We've had years where we, where it's, I've we've all gotten it and we, and it's worked. I'm like, all right, I'm glad we got it. This was a good batch. And then some years we just get sick nonstop and you, you're like, why did I get the flu shot? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, I, I mean, I, I feel like it's been good. I, I feel at least for our kids this year. There are other kids that have been sick nonstop where I'm like, maybe, I don't know, it's yeah, helped who them. Knows. Who knows? You never maybe know. Maybe it saved their lives. Who knows? But you can buy um, a nebulizer. It you looked it up. It looks like here, even at Walmart, for 40 bucks. So anywhere from ah, 25 to $100 probably. Worth the investment. Totally worth the investment. 100%. Highly recommend that. And then having, you know, you're just gener- general Tylenol and uh, Motrin. This might be, you know, all... all Stuff you already know if you're a parent of multiple already. Um, I don't and know. Then, I feel like these are good, like little tools. Like I'm always like, before homemade chicken soup, the col- the cold and flu season starts. I'm always like, do we have Tylenol at home? Because you don't want them to be sick and have a fever, and you're like, ah, I gotta run yeah, to the when store, the fever gets and it's really... like three a.m. and you know you got to run to the store. Agreed. Yeah, that's the frustrating thing for sure. You have to run to the store. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, when when those fevers are 99, 101, I usually kind of let them be because they are there for a reason. But then if they get, you know, super duper high, you got a Tylenol and Motrin. It usually, they say, you know, every two hours, I think it is, give them one. I don't know. And that you'd have to look up in the back just because we're not doctors and we don't want to give medical advice. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, keeping well sued. hydrated, <laughs> yeah. And, um, uh, Chicken soup for sure. And with cramping, I feel like that the the magic bag heating, that has been a huge, like, a godsend for, for the kids. They've all, like, wanted that when they cramp in the middle of the night. And then um, also having, I like the daytime and nighttime Highlands cold and flu because you can give that to younger kids as well. I think that stuff's a waste of money, but whatever. I don't. I, I think know. that's why Shaw's sleeping it right right now. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I think it's helpful. Uh, but whatever. <laughs> agree to disagree. Yeah. I just <laughs> feel like medicine is medicine, right. and but whatever. That's. But yeah, yeah, um, I do feel like when it's when it's super duper severe, you uh, have to result to other things for sure. If it's not chemically made, it's <clears throat> not for me. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. All right. So that's the uh, medicine thing. Just have your tools ready. Oh, and you know one thing that. I think is really important is ice packs. Oh yeah, for sure. So we have ice packs that you you know that you can put actual ones. You know, like oh I I have a wound and you have like a an ice pack that you keep in the freezer. But my favorite are those disposable ice packs. What are you doing besides making a ton of a lot noise? of noise because you don't care about the environment. But no, I I, I agree with those. Uh, if you have multiple, any if you have one kid, I mean. I bought, like, a package of those on Amazon, just the disposable ones, and you put, like, five in each car, just because you never know. 
Uh, but I, I remember we, I got a bunch for football season one yeah. year. And they're just great. Pop them open. Poof. And that's all they need. They just, and it's, uh, honestly, it's more of a psychological thing. I mean, it, you're just, if they're really injured. Yeah. But usually if they're like bang their head. Like we have one kid that always hits his head. Yeah. And he has these eggs that just pop up like horrific like, if it was me, I'd be like, we got to go to the doctor. <laughs> There's an egg on my head. No, but remember, Literally. the egg is a good thing. The egg the is egg good. The egg is a good thing. Egg means, you know, it's not It's not your internal. brain that's swelling. If, you hit, if they hit their head extremely hard and there is no bump, that's, that's when you That's when you worry. go to the hospital. If An egg is a good thing. You know, the egg But is the swelling. ice pack is, is perfect for that egg thing because it... It goes away. They don't bruise as quickly if, like, that that, it's on their forehead. And Arnicare gel, huge Oh, another in tool gel. in the Hey, in I the like arsenal. Arnicare gel for no, that's bruising good. No, and bumps. medicine. I like that. Arnicare I like. So yes. Arnicare, your bean bag that you can microwave or freeze. Yeah, I love the bean because it's also, it's not, it doesn't get hard. And what does like it look something. like? It's shaped like a, uh, like a, well, you, you can get those magic bean bags. They're called magic bags? Is that well, what they're that called? That one is, yeah, the magic bag. Well, Google that and get one of those. <laughs> those are Sponsored awesome. by Magic Bag. <laughs> um, you know, and I had a, the parent the other day make a comment on Facebook, and she said, um, what do you do? You know, I, I have two other people in my house that are really sick, and I have a newborn baby. And um, I think sometimes we forget that with the newborn babies, if you are breastfeeding, you, the mother is giving the baby immunities. So if you are a mom and you're around your other sick kids, that you are going to naturally kind of produce some immunities in the breast milk for the newborn Yeah, but baby. you should keep your newborn away from sick people. Yeah, that's, you know. I mean, that's just, you know. But, you know, and they live in the same house. Maybe just try and keep them out of the same room. But knowing that the baby does get immunities from you as well, it will help. Life-sustaining colostrum. That's right. Yeah. Something I want to bring up. Um, I got a comment from our last podcast from my sister-in-law. <laughs> and she said, I cannot wait till the emails start pouring in about you saying that people with one kid <laughs> are not real parents. <laughs> I just want to say, I apologize. You're real parents. And obviously, you're. if you have one child, 100%. You're a parent. What I was implying by that, oh so offensively, but yet, you know, hysterically, um, was that when you have one kid, for for me at least, I look back to having only one child in the same way I look back at like when I was single in my 20s. <laughs> <laughs> that's how, what a glorious time it was. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's true. That's just because you only have one thing to focus about. There was no multitasking with children, obviously, work, life balance, multitasking. But that's all I meant. I apologize if I offended <laughs> the seven people listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Let's quickly go back. Do you remember when we were just, we just had one baby? I do remember that. We used to go jogging all the time. Yeah, we'd take the baby out on runs. We could, we'd put him on the stroller. back of the bike. We could go out to eat That's and, true. like, just stick them in the corner but you know, at the, the thing restaurant. That we, the, the thing that you had the first, when you had a first baby, you have this, like, excitement of new parents and, and all those amazing things that you're doing with a, a child for the first time. Right. Uh, unlike now, we're just kind of bored with it. What are you saying? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, and now, you know, each time you do it, it's different. But the first time, everything's... 
the first with your first child, you know, mm-hmm. and you're a little more cautious and sometimes. Oh, yeah, you're a freak. Yeah, you're really. Oh, I, I don't mean freak. <laughs> I'm not saying if you have one child, you're a freak. No, you're like you freak out over stuff. Yeah, you worry about things a lot more. Like when you got your hair cut today and the mass, the big dog in there kind of went up to Shaw and just like. Yeah, there was a dog at the barber. Licked his face like crazy and he got very scared at first. Now, first-time parent, I may have been and probably was with when I had just one. More worried. Freaking that, out and worried that he was worried. but Or worried that the dog would bite his face. Well, or yeah. Or some, but some now we just don't care. We let dogs I, <laughs> bite our face the Well, whole no. Time. The barber said, oh, you can tell you have more than one kid because you're not flipping out. Because I also knew that, you know, the dog was being sweet and kissing him. And now, at first, he was very afraid of him and kind of traumatized but by the end of the appointment he loved that dog because i kept reminding him the dog is excited to see you the dog is you know but the thing you don't think about all that i don't think i wasn't because i was getting my hair cut for the first time in two years <laughs> That's right. so i was crying but to that, myself. you know what i mean that that is just an example i think of first time parent right to you know now um also, the biggest thing I've realized having only one kid, when you walk into a restaurant, they're like, oh, do, do you want a high chair? Now, when you walk into a restaurant with, since three kids, three or five, yeah. it's more like you see the waiters going, oh, God, I don't want them. You can see them yeah. literally going, more... do you want those that family? This is going to be awful. <clears throat> I know, in parties of six or more. Gratuities included. Always. That's, as we say, that's the... Uh, Going to be our book title. Yeah. <laughs> Gratuity included. Yeah, it's our autobiography. <laughs> yeah. They kind of look at us and go, how many high chairs and how many booster <laughs> seats do you need? Are you Mormon? <laughs> we get that a lot. That's too. what we do, yeah. Are must you Mormon? be Catholic. Are you Catholic? No. We're like, no. We're just... We're new. We're brand new Episcopalians, actually. <laughs> brand new. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, that's funny, actually. <laughs> We're going to a new church, mm-hmm. and it's very different from, like, you grew up Baptist. I grew up Lutheran, small church, very different. We'd gone to a church in the city. It was very uh, non-denominational, new church, fun, rock and roll kind of music. And so this church we're at now is very different, but good different. And the kids, we've now encouraged to join the choir because we both were in choirs when we were kids, and we are you know, love music. And so the kids had joined the choir. So we started to talk to the kids about their experience at the choir. Right. And Merrick was trying to explain to us what the choir teacher does. And we were like, well, how does she teach you the music? Yeah, I was trying to figure out how <laughs> they learn the actual notes that they're singing. And yeah. what did he keep saying? Okay. He kept, these, these, they said they had a sheet of music with the words on it. Uh-huh. And the guy was playing the piano. Uh-huh. And Merrick's description was, oh, the girl who's teaching us, I'm like, yes, okay, <laughs> the, the you know choir teacher, he goes, she does this really cool thing with her hands where she just, like, gets us to sing the right words. No, not even the right words. I, what he was saying is, when her hand goes up, I know I sing high, and then when it goes down low... That's when I sing low. And I was like, I don't think that's right, But that's not even what he said. He was just like, she does this like magic thing with her hands. That's right. Magic thing with her hands that makes us sing the right notes. It's like a wizard. I know. I was like, what? We're just imagining her with the, you know, Harry Potter (laughs) wand teaching them. So we're just, it's driving us nuts because our kids cannot like get 
proper words out to explain exactly yeah, they don't in know. detail. They still couldn't tell me how they learned the song. And no. they were like, well, I don't know. We just say the words and the music's playing. We just sing it. And, and I was she like, was really? Just trying to like think. to the happy birthday melody? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so everything we were singing was to the happy birthday melody. And what was things? All things. Oh, it's uh, the the lyric was all things come of God. All things like, come of God. And so they were singing all things Gum. She was trying to explain to them, I think, in the music world, that you connect the S from things to come. And so it's all things come of God. But right. so the kids are like, oh, we just think we sang all, all things, things scum, scum of God. God. <laughs> scum of God. So I was like, oh, my goodness. That sounds amazing. That's... I can't wait to hear their concert next week. I bet it's going to be spectacular. <laughs> Scum of God to the tune of Happy Birthday. <laughs> I, know. I know. And our kids are all so different. And Mer- wait, and Merrick's like, she's letting me sing the man part. Yeah, well, you're stage two puberty, so. <laughs> all right, so enough about oh, our, our family. So let's talk about um, diet. This is another thing we're going to talk about. No, wait, hold on. Before we talk about uh, that, okay. no, I have to bring up something, which is just a miracle. Shaw went number two in the potty. He did? I didn't know that. Okay, so he pooped next to his crib and then all the way down the hallway and then finished on his potty seat. Uh, why did you have to talk about this? <laughs> because I'm, to me, embarrassed that is a miracle that it at least finished. I did the potty dance. Oh. I gave him a sticker. He picked out of the treasure box because it was a minor miracle in the potty training world. Was I in the city when this happened? Yes. Thank God. Thank God. You Thank you, God. <laughs> <laughs> for that trail but of feces big, down our hardwood floors. Uh, it was a big thing this week for me, and I was very excited about it. Is that poop on your floor? Yes, human poop. <laughs> <laughs> I cleaned it up. Thank God. Oh, my God. No, <laughs> oh, Shaw also flooded the bathroom out this week. Yeah, I saw that. What do you mean you saw that? Yeah, you were here. I know. You're like, everything falls apart when I leave. I'm like, what are you talking about? That happened while you were here. I have never said everything falls apart when I leave. <laughs> did I say that? I think you did, yeah. No, everything falls apart that. when I leave the house. But yeah, no. Everything he, 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 falls so he, apart. So he flooded out the bathroom. He um, went in the... Um, I don't even know what he did. Oh, he was washing his hands. Okay. So this is Our a pipe less... broke. That's why yes, he but... flooded. Well, yes and no. He's filled the sink, and our, yes, there was a hole in one of the pipes, and I put a bucket underneath it, and I thought, oh, it's going to be fine. What I should have done was immediately turn off the water underneath the sink, which I did later. Right. But I should have done that right away. Just told the kids not use, not to use the sink. Well, the two-year-old doesn't hear that. And so he went in the bathroom. I turned off the light, said, come on out, Shaw. Now, so this, this is, what, is I, what I learned. Okay. This is I what you learned. learned. And then I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about. If you want your child to do something, or if you want your child not to do something, meaning get out of the bathroom, you need to physically pick them up, especially a two-year-old, and move them out of the bathroom and bring them out with you. And then lock the door. Come on out, buddy. It's time to come out, even though you turn off the light, because that smart kid turned on the light, on the water, and just let it run, and it drained out the pipe. Was all over the place. The whole bathroom the floor flooded. Downstairs. The floor downstairs. Floor yeah. downstairs flooded. It was I mean, fantastic. It was brutal. And, and thank it, God we have a lot of towels. When you got in there, everyone was just staring at it. I'm like, whoa, I understand. Like, help me get towels. Let's clean it up. Well, here's the thing. And this happened a couple of times today where I said, this is a very common phrase in our house Where's the baby? <laughs> this is the when you have five kids. <laughs> where, where's where's the, baby? the baby? 
Because he just wanders off and decides to, like the other day, he wandered off to our bedroom while we were working with homework and cooking I dinner. I was cleaning up, dealing with And he, he painted with a blue magic marker, the K key. Not a magic key. marker. It was a green washable marker. Well, thank God, but it was still a magic marker <laughs> on our um, keyboard. Just yeah. the K. Just the K. Just bright green. And the, like, window, apparently. Yeah, all along the, the, the frame of the window. So it did come up, but when I came in there, he was just like, so basically we're bad parents. We don't watch our kids. No, but this is the difference between one kid and five kids or even three kids because if you're doing stuff with two of the kids, who has time to watch a two-year-old? <laughs> you know, this is my, – my oh, sister-in-law God. said, you know – Social services is going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know what? I think it all just helps our kids to be independent. Yeah. And in Very this world, that's what we're trying to teach them to do is be independent, just be humans, that's be able the, to live the, and function without us, be yes. able to flood the bathroom out without us. And paint K's with magic markers. Yeah. So anyway, back to diet. Um, uh, what did you want to talk about with food this week? Well, first of all, I think we're going to try to have a guest on in a couple of more episodes who's an amazing chef. We won't we won't tease her name yet because she hasn't agreed yet. But, um, <laughs> but we're hoping to have her. And we might have a celebrity guest. That's true. Coming in, up. In March. That's yeah. what we're hoping. Yeah. So you'll have who's to stay tuned. Who's an expert in parenting. That's right. Um... So, yeah, dieting. Okay, not dieting, but just getting our kids to eat um, healthy foods. And I think part of the the way we do that is um, by putting it on their plates. <laughs> I think that they may say they don't want it, and they may not eat it the first 20 times, but they'll eventually see that you're eating it, and they'll eventually try it. And even foods that they say they don't like the first time, they may not like it the first five times. They may like it the sixth time. Right. Well, you know, I, t- I told you I was uh, listening to a podcast where they were talking about children eating. Or I was listening to NPR, I think. And a woman has written a book about um, eating. And she said over the past, you know, it's only like recently in history that uh, children were known as picky eaters. That before that, children were known... Um, to eat it, try everything. Like that's what, oh, he's a kid. He'll try it, you know. But now because we, you know, the way our cultures have kind of reversed, we placate our children. Mm-hmm. Oh, he won't eat that. Let's give him something else. So yeah. people end up making like three different dinners. And so this is actually the only advice I can give parents that I will 100% back up. Don't do it. Make yeah. one meal and make your kid eat it. And if he doesn't want to eat it, say, fine, then you don't get to eat. This is your meal. Yeah. This is what's provided. If you think it's gross, don't eat it. So what now, I'm not I, saying if they're allergic. You know, <laughs> yeah, I know you're allergic to strawberries, <laughs> but you're going to eat it. No. But then, that, that's how they learn mm-hmm. to try different types of food, to eat their vegetables. If you just kid, give your kid chicken fingers and mac and cheese every night... Not only are they going to be unhealthy um, but you're not and teaching them zitty-faced teens, but they're going to, you know, they're not going to have any concept of what good food is and trying different things and healthy food. and Yeah. 
You talk to it. You're the chef here. <laughs> no, we both cook. I think that that's important, too. And we do ask our kids, you know, what do you guys like or not like? Or we know what our kids like and don't like. And we sometimes let them give, you know, ideas of what they like for breakfast or they like for lunch. That way we they at least feel like they're part of the decision-making process, which I think is important. And I think they enjoy that. Something else I like to do is teach the kids what their eating does for them. So when we do make a meal, we always try to make sure that there's some sort of, like, especially for the kids, protein, a carb, and vegetables, vegetables, vegetables. Like, I like to have 50% of the plate being vegetables, salads. But when we do put it on the plate, I say, everything on your plate has a purpose. And so if you're not eating the vegetable and you're just eating the bread and nothing else, then you're missing out on something else that your body needs. Right. And so teaching them that these certain foods that they're eating have superpowers that like broccoli isn't just broccoli. Broccoli goes through your you know, intestines and cleans everything out, you know. <clears throat> Carrots help with your eyes and give you superpowers. Just making it kind of kid-friendly and helping them understand that. Um, also. Helping that protein is building your muscles and... The power that their food has on their plate is if they don't eat it, they don't get dessert. That's true. We we do um, like to make uh, desserts in our house, and, and uh, the kids know that if they don't eat their food, they don't get dessert. They also know that if they complain about the vegetable on their plate, they get double the vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's not true. <clears throat> yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, I it like is. I like that rule, though, yes. but I don't know. That's, That's a... what I've, no, that's always what I say to live. And I uh, especially say it before the meal now. Like tonight, did you hear her complain once about her salad? No. no, because at the beginning of the meal, I said, remember, if you complain about how much salad you have, you're getting double. Mm. <laughs> and so they've started to eat it. And some of our kids have gotten wise to it, and they will eat the vegetables first. Yeah. Right? Where Merrick likes to eat like a bird when he doesn't like the food, and he'll always leave the vegetables for last. But he still eats them. He still eats them. And I feel like if you can get them to eat the vitamins and nutrients on the plate, you don't have to worry or rely on the multivitamin so much because it's better that they're getting it from Whole Foods. You know, I, when I was growing up, I never remember not liking a food. Like, there wasn't anything that I was like, ew. I mean, I, I think I ate too much fish at a barbecue once. Except for maybe the souffle your dad made in those mugs that we have now. I ate it, though. Yeah. No, but that it was more my other brother that was, like, really skeeved out by that. I, it was actually egg and spinach. It was good. Egg, spinach, and cheese. I liked that. It was Blake that we were dying laughing at. He was like, <laughs> But I, I can't remember. I can't remember any food. My oldest brother hated green beans. Now, look, they, they were from a can. So, But he would be like, I, I can't stand the way that the sound it makes in your teeth. You eat a green bean, <laughs> yeah, you know? I know what you mean. But I liked green beans. I liked them better with ketchup, but I liked them. You're the baby, too, so they probably just... I didn't get any special <laughs> meals. What are you talking about? No. Nothing. I and everything vegetables. was cooked. All your vegetables, yeah. Cooked in bacon grease, baby. Yeah. I was keto before keto was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Everything tastes good covered in bacon grease. Yeah, I'm from the South, so, you know. Every vegetable. Put a little dollop of bacon grease in it. Mm. Mm. I came up north and tried these vegetables boiled. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, that's why you sauce this is everything. terrible. You're the sauce man. What is this flavor? That's a green bean. Oh, <laughs> green beans supposed to taste like bacon. Uh-huh. 
But yeah, but now I like it's, it's really nothing. I don't. Th- the only thing that I'm not a fan, super fan of, is salmon. But mm-hmm. I will eat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll but, eat it if it's nice and fresh. You know, something else I find that helps is, I know it can be frustrating when your kids want to cook with you because it can get messy. But if you can have your kids, especially live, because sometimes she doesn't want to eat the vegetables. She's the one who has like a panic attack if she gets to the table and she doesn't like what she's about to eat. But if I have her be my helper at dinner or, hey, can you flavor this a bit? Can you put the cheese on this? Um, Salt and pepper it. Or I've had her be my taste tester. Oh, can you see if this is right for me, Liv? And because she feels like she has a takes a part in it, right? she's all of a sudden like, oh, I helped this. Oh, this is good, guys. You're going to like it. And I'm like... Meanwhile, I'm like, uh, my Jedi mind tricks worked. Yeah, that's you know? good. Involve them a little. I did that with uh, Jake tonight. He was feeling all grumpy, and I was like, hey, man, could you spice these uh, this chicken oh, for me? He's all about that. Oh, yeah. And so he's he, all he did that, and then I didn't have to do it, and he was doing it. That's awesome. And then when I put him on the grill, I just wiped it off. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was good. They were really good. It was good tonight. Yeah, it was good food. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, make your kids eat because uh, and make them try what you're eating, I think. I think that's yeah. the most important thing. And they'll see what you're eating, yeah. And try, you know, have them try. Anytime you're out someplace, have them try strange stuff. I mean, variety is truly, especially with food, it's the spice of, of life and happiness and, mm-hmm. and health as well. Yeah. And something else else you've been reminding me of lately, which I think is really important, is cutting up the vegetables and the parts of the salad into small pieces so that you're getting a bit of everything in one bite. Yeah. Sometimes the kids can get overwhelmed when there's massive pieces of, you know, romaine or mescaline or mixed greens or something like that. It's like a lot in one. But if you have small pieces of nuts and seeds and vegetables, it's kind of much easier for them to eat. And look, we've talked about this before, but, you know, I don't think you have to buy 100% organic. You know, buy it what you can, especially in your fruits and vegetables. And you, you think the milk, you should definitely do it. But the dirty try doesn't. to stay away from, yeah, processed foods as much as you can. But I think it's all right occasionally to throw them some, you know, bag of chips. Yeah. Um, Those things can be addictive, though. But, you know, I should know. lunch meats occasionally. Yeah. But, yeah. uh because in the, my theory on this is that, yeah, if you feed your kid all organic and, you know, no, no crap, that's all good and well. But then they're going to have to go to a party one day. And as soon as they walk into that well, party. Well, you had this experience with a friend, right? Yeah, they couldn't they couldn't eat anything. Or their kids couldn't eat any of the food because one of the kids had a big reaction to something super they were sick eating. anytime they ate anything that wasn't like free range, organic, certified, grass fed <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, artisan made. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is this an artisan made grass fed? Burn? No, I can't do it. Um, uh, something else too. A couple of our kids are not like huge fans of dressing on the salad. Uh, Mar- our kids are also different. To eat the we dressing. have a ketchup kid, a mayonnaise kid, and a mustard kid. Yeah, and and one kid would just prefer to have like nothing. America doesn't like the textures of gooey sauces and things like that. So he would prefer to eat the salad with no dressing, nothing on it. That's which weird. technically is really good for you. Yeah. But so then we tend weird to have the dressings on the side. Or I like to make like a different, couple different dressings and let them choose. You make really good salad dressings. Thank you. Making your own salad dressing is, I think, so much 
better. I just think they taste better than the jarred stuff. Yeah, and there's so many added things in a lot of those jarred Although things. you love ranch. I do, but I like making home- homemade ranch even better. I don't even like the ranch And I don't much. like, I like, you know. That whole ranch with everything came after I was a kid. Like, uh, that was like something when you were a kid. Yeah, maybe. That was like in my 20s and 30s, people started doing that. I was like, what? Ran- dipping your pizza in ranch? That's just gross. Yeah, because we used to, we would get like pizzas and they would give you dipping sauces. Isn't yes. it Domino's that does that? They were just running out of things. There were too many. Oh my gosh, when that came out, we were like, what? It was like the biggest thing. We loved it. And I remember Little Caesars had the butter, the garlic butter. That was freaking awesome. Do you remember that? Yeah, I liked that. You're like, no one wants the crust. Wait, there's butter to dip it in? Give me your crust. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Isn't that funny? We have some kids. One kid that takes the cheese off. I'm like, oh, what are you doing? Yeah, one kid doesn't like cheese. One, one kid, kid only like, likes the crusts. Yeah. yeah. Only likes crust. But, yeah, that's another thing. We don't cut the crusts off our kids' sandwiches. No, don't do that. That's stupid. <laughs> that's dumb. It's not stupid. but it, And, and I yeah, understand you want them to eat more of it. I get it. But... A lot of those awesome oats and seeds and things like that are on the outside of the bread. They don't eat it. They don't get those, you know, and those those uh, really help your digestive system. And just make sure you're putting the mayonnaise or the peanut butter and jelly or whatever it is all the way out to the crust, and they'll be more inclined to eat it. Yeah. I, I hate it when <clears throat> people say, could you cut the crust off? No, I won't do that. Yeah. No, you'll eat the crust. And that's something you have to eat at, at our table before you can leave. Eat your crust. Yeah. But dad, eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We remind our kids that there's starving children in the world, so they should be thankful that's for right. what they do have at their I used table. to pull up pictures on the computer when we had a computer by the yeah, table. That's always really appetizing. Stop doing that. No, I like doing that. No, that's it's good. good. It's good for the kids. See it, how much better your life is. And oh, you should yeah. have gratitude. Anyway, we've uh, been talking for 50 minutes. I'm oh, sure okay. people have something better to do. Um, Final note. Yes. Let me just say this. We went to a birthday party this week. Oh, awesome. And the kids came back with one of Brandon's favorite things. Ah. Which is what, Brandon? Balloons. Ugh. If you're going to have a birthday party for your kids, try and avoid balloons. <laughs> balloons are of the devil. <laughs> when you have multiple kids, all balloons do, they get stuck on the ceiling. Yeah. Kids cry. Kids scream. He took my balloon. No, it's my balloon. I want to play with your balloon. It's like they, they get popped and they horrify people. Uh, I hate balloons. Yes. And if you have a, a young child, they could choke on it. If you have an animal, they I'm could choke on it. I'm not even worried it. It about the choking. Everywhere. It's just, it's just the, what it does to God. their personalities. If you put a balloon, if you have one balloon and two children, you have a fight. That's just the way it is. And when you have five kids and there's five balloons in the car, and everyone always says to us, hey, do you guys want all these balloons? Yeah. No, we don't want balloons. Nope. No balloons allowed in our house. So what did I do? As soon as they come home, what did I do with the balloons? Yeah, try driving with those What did I do with the balloons? You stuck them all in your closet. Took them away. Yeah. No balloons in my house. And then the kids found them and then they ended up getting popped, so. Yeah. Well, if a rule you should live by as parents, you should have a... No balloon zone in your house. I'm like an anti-clown. <laughs> There's no clowns in your house either. No clowns or balloons. That's right. Well, I'm a real party pooper, aren't I? <laughs> You'll eat your vegetables, your crust, and no balloons. <laughs> oh, goodness. I love it. All right, so follow us on uh, Instagram. This is Parenting Radio on Instagram. Yeah, tell your friends about the podcast. 
And until next time, we'll talk to you soon. Let us know if you have any questions. Yep. Uh, my Williams Brood. Uh, yeah, let's go at that. iCloud. My Williams Brood at iCloud.com. All right. <laughs> until three days from now. Thanks we'll for joining us. Bye bye.